Hello, and welcome to the Literally Us podcast, a podcast about us, literally. Join Talia and Courtney as we navigate small business, motherhood, and life as we explore it here on the Sunshine Coast. Good morning, and welcome to episode 10 of the Literally Us podcast. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good. A little bit tired today, but... So yeah, I think it's just so hot. I know, and it's just Friday and Yeah. And like getting it. I don't know about you, but like putting a hot tool through your hair in the morning yes. at the moment. It, well, it's only gonna get worse, but I'm I just know. like melting. I know. Um but you know, first yes. world problems. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> I know, but you know. Can't okay. believe this is episode ten. Time is flying. Yeah, it really is. Really is. What are we talking about today? So we, as per usual, didn't really know what we were going to talk about until 10 minutes ago. So thank you for asking. (laughs) I'm like, refresh me. Yeah, no. So what we thought we're going to, yeah, what we think we're going to talk about today is we're going to unpack a little bit about our newborn experiences for the, like the first newborn experience. Um, Obviously you're pregnant and you'll be, um, you know, coming up to this sort of phase soon. And I wanted to sort of recap on how you handled banks um, I can talk about my experience with mm. Benny and then what I did do differently the second time. Was it better? Was it worse? Um, talking about the support that we had or didn't have. Um, and then, yeah, just see where the conversation mm. goes from there. What do you reckon? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah, um, tell me a little bit about yeah. your newborn experience. Look, it was really challenging. And I think as a first-time mum, you don't really know what to expect. Or people tell you all these things and you kind of in you're your like, head, you're oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to be, be positive. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be tired. Yeah. People say, oh, you know, get ready, sleep as much as you can, you know. Rest while no. you can, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but then when it actually happens and in the situation, you have no idea what you're in for. Um, so Banks came four weeks early. Um, he was in the NICU for five days. So I think we were on like two hour rotations mm-hmm. going in and out of NICU. I was luckily admitted, so we didn't have to leave him in the hospital. But again, like being a first time mum, I'm pretty young. It, it was a big shock to the system. Yeah. I didn't really expect to have that experience. Like, yes, I'm like tiny and everyone's like, you can have an early baby, rah, rah. So they did tell you that? or No, like you- everyone, like my family were just yeah. like, I reckon he's going to come early. Yeah. But we didn't expect that early. Yeah. Um, and to the extent of needing care. Yeah. So what happened? Like, let's get a little bit of a yeah, lead up. Okay. We can go to birth story. Cool. Let's, 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 let's do it. it. Um, so basically it was a Sunday afternoon. It was actually on my sister-in-law's baby shower. Bless. Oh. Sorry. Um, went into labor. Yeah. Like, so what happened? Were you just like, mm, I, I was sitting on something. the couch and both of the dogs. So like my dog and my mother-in-law's dog, I was at my mother-in-law's house mm-hmm. watching the footy. And they were, like, sitting on top of me, these dogs, which is so weird. That is weird. And I was like, I think I'm having contractions. And I'm like, it's probably Braxton Hicks. And did you have a lot of them? Like Yes and no. Like, I never really went into hospital for Braxton Hicks as such. But I knew that I could feel them and whatever. Anyway, so I got the little app out. Mm -hmm. And you time your contractions, that app. Don't remember what it's called. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's a bit painful. But it can't be birth because it's not that painful, you know. And um, then my app told me to go to hospital. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they were that close together. Yeah, right. And I said to Zach, do you reckon we should just go get checked? Like, you know, just in case. 
And anyway, we ended up going. Luckily, Zach could still drive because oh, it true. was footy and he was drinking. Yeah, of course. But obviously, <laughs> I was hoping maybe I drove myself there. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah. we drove there. And um, they were like, okay, honey, you're in labor. So they literally connected they, you they to everything. They connected me to everything. And they could see. Yep. And they were like, what's your symptoms and everything? And yeah. I had lost my mucus plug yeah, right. like a day before, I'm pretty sure. And they were like, it's okay, honey. Like, it's going to be all right. He's going to need care. Like, you're in labor. All good. Because before this, you had like a lot of little scares, didn't you? Like you thought. Yeah. Like I thought maybe my waters had broken. Yeah, you had a couple little things. Again, being a first time mum, you're like, oh, what was my that? water's broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you know, when your waters do go, you know. Like, you know, no yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so they actually did try and stop my labor a few times. Um, so they were injecting in my leg and, um, they gave me medication, Mm -hmm. which didn't work. Um, so at that time specifically, the NICU was full. Yeah. So I was basically like, if you have your baby here, he has no care. Oh man. And this is at school? This is at school. Like you have your whole midwife journey there your whole pregnancy there, and then they tell you you've got to go to a different hospital because... And what? Well, not your the most desirable hospital. Yeah. I went to Kabulcha Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they packed me in an ambulance on my own oh, whilst labouring. Zach had to drive and follow me. And that's what? Like how far away? 45 minutes? 45 minutes, yeah. So I'm in this ambulance going, holy shit. Am I going to... an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'm right into this story. So I was in the ambulance and my mum couldn't come because it was COVID. Oh, was it? Yeah, so all the lockdowns in the hospital. So I'm like on my own, like if I give birth in this bloody ambulance. ambulance. You call him Bruce. (laughs) Oh, yeah, literally. Um, Anyway, so we get there and it's like a bloody movie. It's packed in the emergency bit where we go Mm. in and it's just feral. Mm. Sorry, anyone that (laughs) goes to a watch hospital regularly. Um... (laughs) And I just wasn't having it. I was bawling my eyes out. It was just oh. not a time. And I was like, I need to go back to school. Like, this is not where I'm giving birth. Like, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, right. So whilst this was happening, they kept injecting me to stop the... To slow it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give me time. Anyway, next morning, they sent me back in an ambulance back to school because there was suddenly room the next day. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, then gave birth a few days later, um, and he was. So it was a long labour then, like for them to keep you in. Yeah, it was obviously. Uh, It was about five days before he was born, maybe six days before he was born. I was admitted into hospital. Yeah, right. So it was a long journey. They were really trying to give him more time. Yeah, they were trying to give you more time for his lungs to develop. Were they giving you steroids? Yes, and antibiotics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I was 35 when I went into labor. Yeah. Okay. By the time I gave birth. So they were trying 36. to get you to 36. Yeah. yeah. They were trying to get me to 37. Yeah. Right. Actually. I was like, I can't hold on any longer. Oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, I ended up giving birth and he was very limp. He was tiny. Um, yeah, he was really small. So he was just like this. How much do you weigh? Uh, not as small as your child. I know. I'm just wondering. I can't um, remember what you told me. He was five pound. Okay. So what's that in? I don't actually know. 2.2 or something, 2.4. Yeah. So, yeah, he was really small and he didn't latch. He didn't do anything. Well, all he those didn't sucking reflexes come later. in the last few weeks. Yeah. Or last couple of weeks, I'm pretty sure. Which I don't think you realise the importance of 
that last few weeks. You're just like, get him out. Let's just yeah, go. Like, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're ready, but he is literally not, not ready, ready yet. Yeah. And as a first time mom, you don't even know how to breastfeed as it is. Mm -hmm. Then when this baby comes out and they're like, try latch him. And you're like, what do you mean? He's not like, he was just like nothing. Yeah. He didn't right. even cry. Nothing. So they took him away. Zach was giving him colostrum and I was just getting stitched up essentially. Mm. Um, we went back to the room and he was with us. So they tube fed him just to clarify. Not oh, yet. This oh, is not yet. Okay. Yeah. So we went back to the room and they come in. They were like, oh, he's not right. Like we're going to have to take him. Yeah. Um, so they took him, put the tube in, which was awful. Mm. And like, again, being a first time mom, you're like, what are you doing? Like, this is not what I expected it no. to be like post birth, no. you know? No. Uh, so yeah, we had to like in, prick him with, get blood out and yeah. tube feed and all of that. Um, so yeah, my newborn experience in the hospital was really, really challenging. I didn't get the whole, like, get to leave a few hours skin, later, skin yeah. to skin, breastfeed, like so beautiful. No, no, none of that. <laughs> but he didn't cry. He wasn't a crier, yep. which I was quite lucky. He was just really limp and like weak and didn't In a way much. though, crying is like a good indication yes. that everything's okay. But yeah. again, as a newborn, as a newborn mummy for the first time, you're like, oh, great. He's not crying. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of need him to cry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he didn't have the energy to cry. Oh. Anyway, so when we brought him home, he was obviously still really tiny. He was super jaundiced um, and we had so many feeding issues like yeah. breastfeeding. Then we'll, I was pumping and then he'd need a top up and then we'd start it again. Yeah, because like, by the time – because, like, they're only taking such a little amount. Yeah. By the time they get through that, it's almost time to start again. Yeah, honestly. And then, like, Zach would wash up the pump and then I'd be pumping and then – Da, 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 da. And then there's be this big routine of just this feeding thing, and you're like, when is this gonna end? Oh. oh, exclusively pumping. So then I went to exclusively pumping, and um, that's sort of how we ventured onto formula in the end. But yeah, newborn you life for was, a while though, didn't you? I breast, I ex, I breastfed for a bit. Yeah, probably two or three months, maybe. Yeah, okay. And then I exclusively pumped for another three months. Yeah, I got you. The mum guilt was real. Yeah, but for next sure. time, if if she this baby's not yeah I'm I can't pump again <laughs> it's so funny that you say that um because uh, it's unless you've been through that experience and you get the anxiety of pumping I don't think you understand um but similarly for me with Benny um he was in NICU for three and a half weeks mm. and again he was tube fed for probably two weeks two and a half weeks of that um and so for me, my job was basically pump around the clock. Like we didn't even try breastfeeding because he was, there was just no chance. Like he was too connected to machines to mm. even get him in that position mm. sort of thing. But I remember like the nurses being like, hey, your job is to pump, your job is to pump. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, I've got this. Like I had an alarm, like obviously we did, we, I wasn't admitted. So we, from I think day two, were at home and just going in and this was in Brisbane um, and it was this weird feeling of like guilt, like you're there and it was terrifying seeing him like that. So you'd want to leave. But the second you got home, you'd want to go back because you felt guilty that you weren't with him or whatever. But anyway, I was setting alarms to pump through the night and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know how you went, but I created like an oversupply because basically I was, they were like every three hours. And I guess they're telling people that who don't have naturally a big supply because yeah. I must've naturally already had like a big supply. So like I got mastitis that I don't even know how many times because of this sort of, I created Cycle. this demon in terms of my supply because then when we did go to feeding, he wasn't taking or needing the amount my boobs were like used to like 
emptying out. So then I wasn't, so then I was like, okay, do I, and then obviously breastfeeding, you create what is taken. So I was then having to empty for relief with the pump after a feed because yeah, it was awful. And so I, it it took me a really long time to try and wean down, even though he was eating more food, it was still like just too much. Like my freezer was next level. Um, but yeah, the, what I was, my point to this is the anxiety around like, because obviously when you breastfeed, yes, that noise, but also like, so when you're naturally breastfeeding, um, your hormones do like a letdown and all that sort of stuff. But when you've got a pump, you still, I don't know what it was scientifically, but it was just this wave of like anxiety. Like it would just hit me. Like it, I don't know. I don't even know what to call the experience, but everyone I've spoken to who expressed, it was just like this chemical reaction every time. And I didn't get that when I was actually feeding him. But when I had Alex, I was like, I'm going to avoid expressing if I can avoid it, like yeah. it, I think I honestly only did it maybe three times total. Mm. Um, and I breastfed him for eight months. So like I, it scarred me so much. I don't know. Yeah. I think That's it's just like that PTSD thing yeah. with like you, you're associating it with NICU and all those things, but then obviously the hormonal catastrophe that's going on when you do yeah. it. I don't even know how to describe it. And I'm sure there is a technical term for it, but it was horrible. Wow. That's I don't know. Insane. That was just my experience, obviously. And yeah. some people do it and that's oh, the no. only way they do it. Because, yeah, I mean. Because I do like having bottles. Like I know yeah, like as a first time mom, like feeding in public was really hard for me mentally. Um, yeah, no, it was the same. So tell us a little bit about when you did bring Ben home. Like what did you find challenges? What was, yeah. what did you find? He was a hard, I don't know, mm. I categorize him as a hard baby, but I think for us, maybe similar to you, like when you have a start like that. So for me, just sort of backtrack, not, I'm not going to give you a full birth story here, but like we, I went to hospital a couple times for reduced fetal movement. So he just, some days like I wouldn't feel him move at all. And this is like at 30, 30 weeks, like he's normally, you know, quite acrobatic and you know, the people like, oh, you're small. He's probably just running out of room. And you know, midwives say that's actually a myth. Like towards the end, they should be moving around a lot more. Um, So I went in a few times, you know, they'd hook me up to the monitor and they're like, okay, like he's moving, he's alive, he's good, you know, off you go. But on one of them, because I think it was like the second or third time that I'd gone in for it. And obviously we'd had so many miscarriages beforehand. There was just a lot of inbuilt anxiety. Um, And I remember going to one, like, we'll do an ultrasound. We'll just do it, you know, because after, you know, if you have a normal pregnancy and you're through the public system, which we were, it, you have your, your dating scan at six to eight weeks, whatever it is. Then you have your 12-week to 13-week scan. Then you have your 20-week scan. And that's that's it. it. Yeah. So you don't see your baby unless there's something wrong for those that whole second half. Like, mm. that just blows my mind as mm. a side note. Um, but anyway, so about, I think, 30 weeks, they did an ultrasound. Or it might have been 31 or 32, whatever. Um, and they're like, okay, he's on the smaller side, but we'll do an ultrasound in a couple of weeks. It must've been 33 weeks. Um, cause then two weeks later, Cody and I, it was a Thursday night. I'll never forget. No, Thursday afternoon. It was about two o'clock. Um, and I was 35 weeks and they did the ultrasound and the ex, uh, not extra person, what, radiation, I don't know, sonographer. sonographer yeah, she yeah. was like, stay there. Um, and I said to Cody in that moment, I was like, something's not right like and you know when they're measuring things and you can Mm. see the little thing in the corner and it's like and it was saying like 31 weeks Mm. 
And I'm like, he's too small. Like, and I couldn't remember from pre, because as a first time mum, you don't know what they're looking for. You don't know what's yeah. not really normal, normal. apart yeah, from what's yeah. in your apps. Like you don't know. Mm. Um, and then the head sonographer came in and started measuring things. And I'll never forget his name. He was Dr. Joseph, Dr. Joseph. And he was a little bit jovial because obviously he was healthy. He was moving. He was like, okay. And they were like, oh, you're about to have a baby. And I literally, what? this was at 35 weeks on a Thursday afternoon. And like, we're not really ready. Like we did have the car seat in, but you know, you think you've got like at least three to four weeks. And I had just finished up work at the time, like, cause I was working in corporate land at the time. I think I'd been off for two, well, it was Thursday. So I would have had Monday to Thursday off. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what? Like, you know, weird. And he's like, oh, you know, he's stopped growing. He hasn't grown in two weeks. Um, since the last ultrasound so you know something's not right and they couldn't see why he wouldn't be growing because they were looking at things and trying to figure out what was the cause and it's more concerning when they can't see a reason Mm -hmm. Um, so they're like okay so we're going to send you down to emergency um, and we're going to package all this up and the nurses will make a decision Um, and I'm like are you talking like a cesarean like am I having the baby like tonight like what and he's like oh um, not really sure. It's up to them to decide what's going to happen, but you're going to have a baby very soon. Let's just say that sort of thing. And I was like, oh my God. And Cody's like, I've got football training tonight. And I'm like, well, not, no, you don't. Not anymore. You don't. <laughs> no, you don't, sweetie. Um, so oh anyway, we went downstairs and we like were waiting for ages because obviously people who are coming in, in labor and it was a special like emergency for pregnant people. So, yeah. which I was very grateful for, um, but technically the baby was fine, so we weren't really a priority. Anyway, we got seen. They're like, oh, you know, looking okay. I can see this. We're going to induce you, but we're going to try and get to 36 weeks. Similar probably to you yeah. know, your experience. They want to get you as, as far, far along Yeah, because in those final weeks, every week counts. Um, in my mind, I was just super excited. I was just like, oh, my God. And I didn't really realize like what it all meant like you don't know how bad it actually like they're like keep it in a week and in my mind I'm like what difference does it make just get him out now I was Mm. extremely uncomfortable you know um so and then they were like okay so we'll do email you with the induction dates all the rest of it um go home and we'll give you a call when your spot comes up so in my mind I was like okay we've got about a week we were driving home I rang and we had gone radio silent from our families for about four hours until we knew but they did know we had an ultrasound at like two o'clock, but we right. then went silent for like six months. Well, it would have been like four hours. Oh yeah. Cause Cody had football training. That's right. So he was like, yes, I get to make it to football training. And anyway, while I was on the phone to either my mom or sister-in-law or someone, um, I missed a call from the hospital asking me to go back. Oh my God. Yeah. So they took it to the consultant, like the higher level and they wanted me to come back, but because I didn't answer, they said, go home, get your things sorted, come back in the morning. I actually then had a meeting with Stockland for our new shop lease. So I was like, I'll do that first in the morning and then I'll go to hospital. Like that's how like I didn't oh think gosh. it was serious. Like yeah. and this is in South Bank in Brizzy. Um, anyway, so they admitted me and so that was the Friday. And then on the Saturday morning, the doctor came around and he said, you know, today's the day. Like we're not going to try and get you to 36 weeks. We're doing it. So I had to ring Cody. He was living his great bachelor life. Thought he had a week to himself. Oh um, my God. I was like, they're inducing me this afternoon, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I've got a game tonight. Oh. And I was like, well, no, you don't, mister. Like, yeah, yeah, we're on. So yeah, they induced me at, yeah, 35 weeks. Wow. And yeah. Ended up having an epidural and all that stuff. But I was thankful I got to n- deliver him naturally because yeah. I was in my mind thinking I was going straight to a cesarean. Yeah. And they were like, you know, there's still benefits of a natural birth. And it's not, it wasn't like code red, but, you know, we found out later that there was a blood clot in my placenta. Oh. So he wasn't having any food for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. No, so we're just lucky. Got him out. 
Yeah, it would have not been good. And we're lucky that the blood clot was in the food line and not in the oxygen. <gasps> I don't know how placentas work, but yeah, we were very, wow. very, very, very lucky. So yeah, if your baby is having reduced fetal movements, don't be, don't think you're going to be a hypocrite, uh, not hypocrite, hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. Don't like, think you're overthinking it. And... No, like your gut knows, like, and I was obviously extra sensitive, extra paranoid, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just listen to that and don't worry. It's their job to care, you know, like yeah, it's not your job to be stressed. So if you're going to be get peace of mind from going and getting checked, then that's so important. Um, but yeah, anyway, once he got home, we were obviously extremely paranoid. He was 1.8 kilos at birth. So I think he was three pounds, 11 or something wow. like that. Tiny, like tiny little thing. And, um, yeah, so we were extra paranoid at home because he had a lot of lung and breathing difficulties. Like he was on oxygen and stuff. So for us, I had one of those sleeping pad monitor things oh, yeah. and sometimes it would go off as well. And that would just be like, panic like because you know but it was just a false alarm he would move or something um but the way that Cody and I did the split thing was like split feeding and stuff like that is because I obviously had a lot of express expressed milk yeah um and we were just so tired because he did cry a lot he had a lot of reflux sort of issues because he was mm. underdeveloped mm. um we sort of like I would go to bed at seven thirty-eight and sort of sleep and Cody would be on shift until midnight so he would come to bed at midnight whether or not Benny had just had a feed or he um, he might wake up then and there and Cody would pass him to me or he might even sleep until one or whatever. And then Cody would sort of sleep in the morning and then obviously he'd have to go to work and stuff. But we found by halving the nights, at least we always got like three, four hours solid sleep every night. It didn't matter which yeah. order we got, but for us that worked. And like literally one of us slept on the couch with the bassinet next to us wow. while the other um, was in the bed, aircon on like white noise so they couldn't hear the crying because for us we're not good when we're not both not sleeping we're not good like he Cody was fantastic he didn't put that all on me thank goodness Mm. and I don't think I could have functioned if I with Benny's sleeping habits if I had to go through the night as many times as he woke up I couldn't have done it so Mm. that worked for us and we did that for a long time yeah that's awesome where we split the nights um we obviously didn't then have that luxury with Alex but yeah how did you manage what was your sort of nighttime makeup with Banks? Mine was quite different to that and I wish we did that but we absolutely did not so me and Zach are very stubborn so like (laughs) no (laughs) we're both very strong-minded like if I was awake Zach was awake and that wasn't because I would wake him up. He would just get up and be like, is, it, is he okay? Like, let me get you a bottle. I'll go wash the pump now. And that's so nice. Like, it is bless nice. him. Yeah. I'll go heat up the bottle so it doesn't fully wake up and rah-rah. And then, like, we'd change him and I'd be like, get the nappy and rah-rah. Mm-hmm. So we were in it absolutely together the whole time. So you did te- not You did a team thing in a different way. Like, we went. You se- went separate ways as a team. Yes. But we did it together as a team and. It, I don't think it worked in our favour. We've already spoken about it and we're like, we'll do things so differently next time. Yeah. Um, so, like, we would go to bed at, like, 8, 9 o'clock or whenever he would go to bed. And then if he was up at 10, we are both up at 10. Oh. If he was up at 12, two hours later, we are both up. Like, insane. Yeah. I don't know how we survived. And it is actually really hard on a relationship. So we fought a lot in the early yeah, days okay. because he was so hard. Like, he... He did not sleep. Like, he got salmonella at six months old. That's a whole mm. nother story. Mm. Um, and was so sick. Like, he would literally be up, like, 30 times a night. And that means we were both up. And Zach's going to work time. too the next yeah, day. Yeah, like, like 5 a.m. 
I don't know. That's why we would clash because it'd be like, oh, maybe it's this and maybe it's that and what try to do this and lift the cot up a little bit so the reflux and, you know, yeah. like let's give him some Panadol. I don't know. And so it was a very much like a team thing together. Yes, absolutely. Very lucky to have that. Mm-hmm. But if I told him to go back to sleep yeah. and I do this, he wouldn't. He'd just wait on his phone until I got back to bed, until I was asleep, Aww, then he'd go to sleep. That's so loving. And though, he still does it. <laughs> when Banks gets up, I'll come back into the, the room and he's waiting job. up. And I'm like, honey, I've just made a bottle. And he's had the bottle in the cot. Like, he's yeah. it's so easy to go back to sleep and just chuck a bottle in the room. Yeah. And he's waiting for me to get back. Oh, that's cute. And I'm like, we cannot that's do not this next time. Nah. And I think we both know that. Like, we were first-time parents we didn't know what to expect we didn't want to let each other down I suppose and like felt like we were alone I don't know but it definitely made us stronger like I've always said like about getting married after your first kid I'm like just test the waters first have a baby yeah make sure you survive the challenges yes then you go get married Yeah. yeah um and so yeah we definitely were stronger at the end of it but yeah next time I'm like okay you'll just take banks and I will take the baby Okay. Yeah. Like, do not wake up when I wake up. No, that's not effective. I think what's interesting, and I think for Cody and I, we probably fought more when Alex came along. Really? Yeah. Now that I'm like thinking Why? about it, I don't know. I think I probably had a little bit of resentment in the sense that I thought, oh, dealing with. So what we did with Alex was, um, we obviously had Ben, who was two at the time, so he was still extremely needy. He wasn't talking yet. He was a little bit like we were still dealing with a few like developmental delays and stuff with Benny. He's you know caught up now, which is amazing. But at the time, well, <laughs> even I nearly dropped my coffee. Um, at the time, we like even at the hospital, like be, like Cody had to then go back to Ben. So that like the night that I had in hospital with Alex, the second time you realize you're completely by yourself, like. I had to do every feed on my own, which I know a lot of mums do because they breastfeed completely um, at the breast the whole time for the first. But for me, it was very different because the first time when I was in hospital and recovering recovering physically, I didn't actually have the baby with me. Mm. The, the NICU ward had him. So I could wake up and be like a express, I suppose. Um, and then when we got home, like we were taking it in turns with express bottles at that point as well. So it wasn't ever 100% on me the first yeah. time whereas the, the second time I was like I'm not pumping because that caused me a lot of trauma <laughs> um but so man I had to do every wake up then I couldn't mm. actually give him to Cody and then also Ben was still waking up a couple times through the night so well it was hit and miss but I think when Alex first came he was pretty good um so I would always be like oh you know Cody's getting these full nights of sleep even though he probably actually wasn't but Cody was like in the spare room. I had the baby in the main room with the bassinet. Like, so for me, the second time was really different because I actually had to do it. I felt very like alone. Yeah. Um, You were taking a lot of it on. I took like all of it on. Like Alex didn't have his first bottle. I don't even really know when Alex had his first bottle. And then even when he did have a bottle, it was only when we would go somewhere, I would leave a bottle and he had a terrible, like he had a lot of mouth issues. He had a tongue tie and a... He had a, a, a high arch or something. Mm. I don't know. So for a, a bottle, like finding a bottle that he could take was yeah. really difficult. Yeah. Um, so Cody wasn't much help with Alex and not by any fault of his own. It was, this was just, we decided to divide and conquer. Yeah. You take the toddler. I've got the newborn. But 
it definitely, we got in this routine of just survival, which I think is normal. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just compared to the first time I felt alone. And at this time, my mum, a week or two weeks before Alex was born, she got diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So our first call of support was basically gone. She started chemo the day after Alex was born. It was supposed oh to be the gosh. day Alex was born. Um, but something went wrong or whatever. And thankfully she didn't get it and she was able to see Alex. Oh, good. And then she started chemo. So like she was so unwell. So we didn't have the support from her. And obviously my dad was supporting her through that. My mother-in-law was overseas. Mm. So we only had each other. Wow. But Cody had Benny, you know, and so yeah. I felt very alone the second time. We yeah. had to do it differently. Um, so we interesting to see like how you go yeah with the second and because you know the first child as well they might be going fine but the second the, se- the second the next baby comes yes. It'll, their it'll, life is upside down yeah and that's also what I'm worried about too I'm like oh but you know am I going to feel guilty that I'm not getting up to him through the night because that's what I've done all this time yeah um so that I think that'll be also challenging like me accepting that Zach does him and I do the newborn sort yeah, of situation sure. But, but also I think then it's the only way to survive. Yeah, and I think like for me, I was like, "Oh, you bonding with Alex because you're not you're not feeding yes, him, I know. and you're with Benny." So you, I felt like the bonding for Alex and Cody probably took a little bit longer because, yeah. you know, you when that's your time. yeah, I had him all the time, mm-hmm. and when Benny was born, it was just me and Cody. Our job was to keep this kid alive. Like it was this, you know, group effort thing. Whereas this was very much divide and conquer, and let's yeah. just hope we survive. Like it. I was... don't know how else you do it, really. And I just felt like I was so tired the whole mm. time, and I was physically more um, damaged you, the second time. I was going to say you get so grumpy and yeah, yeah. Like you don't have much patience. Well, you're recovering and... from like this extreme, like this extreme physical situation, regardless of the actual newborn. Like yeah, true. Like I had hemorrhaged with Alex, and like it was awful. And then you know you get stitched up and all that fun, delicious and then you're like, stuff. Yeah, have like a newborn. And I'm like, I can't sit, let alone like. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, mm. but anyway, be interesting to I see would, what yeah. my experience is like. We'll For touch sure. base in a few months, guys. Yeah, I mean, I would take the Alex experience over the Benny experience with NICU any day. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I think yeah, the difference between the first and the second is interesting. It is interesting, mm. um, and I think I think everyone handles it so differently too. Well, yeah, personality like wise, she's like got two kids so close together she's about to have another one Mm -hmm. and she does a lot of it on her own and she literally just does it and I'm like how the actual f do you do it like she never complains she makes it look so bloody easy some people are designed for it honestly I'm just like I mean mind you her kids do sleep very well like her toddler doesn't wake her one-year-old probably wakes once if that yeah so like really um but yeah some people just take it differently than others and I think even before kids, some people are better, like, like kids aside, like some people are better with lack of sleep. Like yeah. I, I'm probably better at not getting a full night's sleep than Cody. Like if Cody mm. wakes up early for whatever reason or yeah, is with Ben all night, like you can see it on his face. Like he looks unwell. Like you can tell, like, yeah, he, right. like he looks so tired. Yeah. Whereas I think in That's my situation, mm. I can recover a lot quick quicker I don't know you just have to pull it together right yeah I don't know you don't have a choice yeah. not that dads do but no mm. but I think it just yeah it just depends everyone's situation is different you know like I always you know take my hat off to the women who are FIFO wives yeah. like the so two week on t- well yeah like how do you 
like that's solo too, you know, like what, what does that look like for a lot of people? Yeah, I just don't absolutely even know. not. No, thanks. One thing that Hats we did do. Everyone. Yeah, I know. One thing we did when Benny was born, which I would recommend to anyone who's about to become a parent, um, is we ordered you foods like meal yeah, prep. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Like we didn't cook at all. I could not. There's no way I could cook. Like so we had like bulk. We did a weekly you foods order mm. and we were just eating that for lunch and dinners. Like and they were pretty good. Like we did do HelloFresh I think pre that's that. Still cooking though. Yeah, so we were like we can't. Like that's actually cook. more effort. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I can't. I've just cut up garlic that. and yeah. what I, I don't need shallots. I know. Seven pans out at once. hundred percent. So yeah. I was like, you I definitely me was meals great. Meals is a good idea. Meal prep. And like, if you're, you're a friend who doesn't have children and someone is about to have children, like cook them a meal. Like mm. I think there was a lot of people around me. I was probably the last person to have a baby in my friend group because of my situation. And I didn't realize how much I didn't show up for those friends yeah. because I just didn't know. No. Yeah. Um, but I would say the best thing that I got was a, a cooked meal from yeah, somebody. 100%. And it's something that I think, yeah, if you can do that, I know it's like, oh, what do, you, what do I get? Like a lasagna, honestly. Like, yeah, anything. You anything. Can just heat up and yeah. have. My yeah. sister-in-law was fantastic. I think we got, when Ben was born, like three or four meals. Like, and it was, and we had like honey chicken and yeah, we got a lasagna. And it was just, it took that, especially for Benny initially, because we were just in and out of the hospital. Yeah, like, so we weren't even having any proper nutrition whatsoever. So that just really mm. took the edge off. But yeah, I feel like if you you need an idea, for even a baby yeah. shower present, Make a U-Foods voucher, or actually I got a couple of Uber Eats vouchers. Yeah. Um, they were great That's present idea, ideas. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. But yeah. Hmm. Good chat. Yeah. I don't know where we're going with that. I think I would like, you know, not that we went into the nitty gritty around our birth stories, but I feel like it doesn't matter who I talk to about mine or theirs or whatever. I feel like I've never heard a birth story that is the same as somebody oh, else's. Have you found that? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Considering this is something we as women have done so since many. the beginning of the, t- the beginning of time, like why is it so different? Why is everyone's experience so different? Like you talk about your labor going for like five days mine went for five hours like so i wish oh benny was tiny yeah of course. tiny 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 and obviously drugs help things move along your drugs yeah. were trying to slow you down and yeah. mine were trying to speed me up um but like it's just all those little details and yeah it's crazy i, I love hearing birth stories it's very me interesting too. me too this podcast i haven't people tell me about it but i haven't actually listened to it was there australian birth stories oh, or there? and it probably scar me well <laughs> i know actually because sometimes you go into labor Sometimes the ignorance is bliss. Like with Ben, even once I'd had him and once he was in NICU, I didn't realize he was actually on life support. Like Mm -hmm. I could see him and they were telling me things, but I didn't, it wasn't until like a year later when I'm looking at these videos, did I realize how bad he was like, Whereas if it happened the second time around, you, I would, you would know, be like, and I would be oh panicking. Like absolutely That's like panicking. me. I'm like, I know what to expect now. Yeah. This is going to be. Do you find though, like, then you try, like, so for me, I was like very negative with my pregnancy with Alex mm. because I was like, oh, it's 35 weeks. Like, something's going to go wrong. Or like every like appointment I went with the midwife, I'm like, oh, he's not moving a lot, even though he probably was, but I was just so scared he wasn't. And mm. I didn't notice because I had a toddler. Yeah. Because the first time you notice the movements and stuff, mm. but the second time you don't notice as much. So mm. I was like, nah, something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, you're trying to then, like make that happen. Um, I feel like I'm a bit opposite. I'm like, 
trying so hard not to think that that's going to happen again. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go overdue. She's going to be late. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, you know, whatever birth. I don't really care as long as she's not preemie. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, she won't be. She'll be overdue and I'll probably be getting acupuncture to bring on labor. <laughs> so like, that's in my mind. Yeah. I'm like, no, she won't be early. Have you done acupuncture before? No. Yeah. I did it like pre, um, like with the IVF stuff, but also once I did get a confirmed pregnancy with Alex, because I was very sick with mm. Benny. So I was like, I want something that's going to stop the nausea, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, acupuncture is mm. great. Interesting. It does hurt a little bit, mm. but I think it did help. See, I would be scared it would bring on labor. Not at like six weeks. Who, who knows? They know. They put them in the right spot. I'm 20 weeks. Yeah, no. Wait till 25. <sighs> I don't want to go into labor at 25 either. No, but it's also good for like... You know, circulating yeah, good things. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. obviously trigger points for different things. Mm. I'm not going to hit your, your labor trigger point. Labor trigger point, yeah. Wouldn't hope not. <laughs> Imagine. All right. Thank you so much uh, for chatting this morning, Courtney. Yeah, it's always good. a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah, we're better. We, yeah, we need to come up with a plan of what we're talking about. I think yeah. we need to try and map out our Sometimes topics. these are the best ones, though. Yeah. We in it. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to hear anything, if you've got any questions, let us know. Yeah. We don't know what you guys like hearing about. Yeah, we're trying to like change it up each week because we noticed that the one we did about our readings and the psychic and things you yeah. guys loved. Um, so we're just trying to make sure we kind of cover yeah. everything. But then we got a lovely message the other week saying, thanks for giving me the kick up the butt. I've, yeah. you know, quit my job and I'm starting a business. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. It was, was a really nice message to see. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like let us know if, you know, certain topics are really inspiring you because then we, we know kind of what to, yeah, to that, yeah. create for you. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Have a beautiful weekend. I'll see you next thanks, week. Guys. Thank you for listening to Literally Us, where we talk about small business, motherhood, and chaotic life as we discover it. This is episode 10. Thanks for listening. Bye.